Unleashing one book is a big occasion, but much-loved author Joy Cowley is about to unleash two, Greedy Cat's Christmas and an adult novella called Blind Date. The large ginger feline with an attitude problem that Joy's been writing stories about for some 40 years meets his match in his latest outing. The plates were full. Oh, how delicious! A Christmas feast on fancy dishes. But Auntie said, he's just a cat. He'll eat cat biscuits, and that is that. Auntie is asking for it, don't you think? Blind Date, meanwhile, sees 85-year-old Rose living in a rest home. She's lost most of her sight and desperately misses reading books. Unexpectedly, she makes a connection with one of the male residents and realises that it's never too late to live life to the full. Well, first, I asked Joy why she wrote Blind Date as a novella. You know, some stories are suited for a novella. You can't pad them out, and I think that's one of them. It's one day in the life of a woman who has never known passionate love. And she meets this man in in a rest home. And the man is definitely my husband, Terry. I'm a little bit like the woman, but I'm, I'm not her. And it's a gentle story about the awakening of love at a very late age. What do you tell us about Rose's... Early years. I mean, I know that she's she's had two two marriages. Even though this happens in a day, what's a little bit of Rose's well, backstory? Well, I have known a woman who have been neglected by parents who are passionately in love with each other, and the child is just an add-on. And she was one of those. Her parents. She talks about them living in a cage of love, and they were absolutely obsessed with each other. And she was just a little girl in the house. And she longed to be loved, but it really didn't happen. So she found refuge in books. In her first marriage, that was a a marriage when they were both in their late teens, actually, at uh, Teachers College. And it was conveniently financial for them to get married. And I can remember those days when kids got married at university because they saved money doing so. That wasn't much of a love affair either. And then she met a man who was full of energy. When he was a child, born today, he would be labelled ADHD. He was just a lovely man, but always working, always some new project. And he died suddenly of a heart attack. So she had gone through life accepting that what she was and who she was was established until she met a man who was a very loving and very kind man who didn't talk about himself all the time but was attentive to her and gentle and kind and made her feel important. I think one of the moments in the story, Joy, for Rose is kind of accepting her lot you know what I mean? And, and closing herself down for the possibility of anything other. Even though she's, she's in her 80s, there's still a life to live, which is really what your oh, story's yeah. about. But, how you yeah. know, that's, that's such a sad thing. Low expectations or no expectations, every day will be the same. She, she's missing her books desperately because she can't read them um, because yeah. of losing her sight. And it's all about loss and loss and loss until this beautiful moment. Yes. And she doesn't quite believe the moment when it happens. She's awakened slowly. 
there's a lovely story behind this. You know that um, my darling Terry died in September, and I was writing this book for him because he's very much the man in the book. And I asked him if he wanted to read the manuscript. He said no, he wouldn't be able to. And after a long pause, he said, I'll read the last page. <laughs> and, oh, I laughed. I thought, you cunning man. <laughs> he just wanted to know what I put on the last page. Oh. And I did take a photograph of her when I handed him the last page. And he has a look of trepidation and Oh, bless. In that photograph. But he got to the end and gave a sigh of relief. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you know, I think anyone who marries a writer has to understand that they are going to be, <laughs> they are going to be material, you know. But what, a, I mean, but, I mean, throughout your writing life, I know Terry's been so, so influential, which I just adore. So, you know, in so many ways. And I guess one of the other things you're looking at, and Rose isn't you, I know, Joy, but the fact of, of losing her sight is something that you're experiencing. And, and uh, yes, there's a I message am. here, too, that it's not, you know, a sight and insight are, are, are different things. Yes. Well, I, I still want to write. And I had done the children's book script, and that was on its way. And I wanted to write something else. And I thought, what can I write? I was feeling sorry for myself. I thought, I'm going blind and Terry has been taken into hospital care. And then I thought, I'll write about that. That's my, it'll be the background to the story. I love the positivity of, of the message. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that It's kind of don't give up. You know, no, keep, keep looking. Because you will always find something else. In a, if, if, if I use a religious term, crucifixions are always followed by resurrections. And what is resurrected is greater than what has died. You know, I think that people go through uh, awful times of loss and then they recover and they come into a new place. And that's also part of it. But I wanted to say some other things too about aging. Almost all of the people where Terry was had some degree of dementia, what is called dementia. And have you ever thought about this? It's nouns that go. It's not adverbs, adjectives, um, verbs. It's always nouns, the names of things. And I realize that when the name of something disappears, it sort of leaves a little hole. And when I look through that hole... I see an undivided universe. We divide everything by naming it, don't we? Well, yes, and but also, Joy, for you, of course, words, words are more important to you than most. Well, I love the, the rhythm of words, the way sentences bump into each other when they want to jar the reader. I like the movement of words and the, the sounds, how the sounds connect. You know, words are almost spiritual in effect, aren't they? I agree with you. I think that's entirely yeah. right. I mean, yeah. for you, how do you write now? I mean, is it on a computer with a large font? I mean, it's practically still on speaking. A computer, yeah. and I've just moved into 69 point font. And that's not going to last. Tomorrow, I have another eye injection, and that's slowing the process down or the uh, 
the going blind process, but, you know, it won't hold it forever. So I'm just doing what I can when I can. Seeing the written word, that must be incredibly important for you. I mean, you can hear it, you could dictate if you wanted to, Joy, but I suspect for you the written word and being it's able the to... written word. Yeah, see it and, and react that, to and it. And that's a hard thing, having... I've got a very powerful magnifier and I can read one word at a time in a book. So it's a very disappointing exercise because I've lost the rhythm of sentences, the juxtaposition of language. One word at a time is very boring. (laughs) I've got to say, though, I mean, you wouldn't know it from the novella and you certainly wouldn't know it from um, the latest adventure of Greedy greedy Cat. (laughs) You know, the rhythm and the cadence and the humour is absolutely all here. And this is very much a Christmassy. I don't know about the aunt. I'm in, I'm in two minds about the aunt. She, she had me worried at the start of the book. <laughs> Somebody who doesn't like cats. How can that be? I ha- I've met people who don't like cats. Yes. <laughs> no, and I have a very bossy cat. She turned up here a lost cat. She was a beautiful um, tortoiseshell. And she still is a beautiful tortoiseshell. And so pretty, Terry and I called her Lady. Three days later, we changed that to Madam. (laughs) (laughs) Tortoiseshells take over. She owns the house. Do you get, when when you know it's time for another greedy cat story, Joy, do you get excited? I mean, as as Madam part of the the story? I I get excited. Robin gets excited, who does the illustrations. Uh, he's, He's very dominant in our life. He's 40 years old, and he, he started at a school publications meeting. I had written the story of the first Greedy Cat story, and they brought in Robin Belton to illustrate it. And we had an evening of laughing about this cat and making up adventures for him. So that's where it began. I think one of my favourite illustrations in the book, I hope Robin's listening, is it's page 21 where um, the auntie's just come in and he was going to tuck into Christmas dinner and she said, get off that chair and onto the mat. It's biscuits for you, you greedy cat. It's greedy cat. Yeah, well, he got with some dry cat biscuits for Christmas dinner and just the expression on his face <laughs> is one we can all identify with as he oh, leaves. Yes, Robin is so good at getting different expressions on his face. Well, she's always put a little message on the fridge. The message in that book is, look out, auntie. (laughs) How many Greedy Cat stories now would you have written over 40 years? Uh, There's one at every level of early reading in schools, and there are five, I think, picture books. Uh, Yes, quite a lot. Robin actually has dogs, but I've had lots of cats. When Terry and I lived in the Sounds, we adopted feral cats. They were lovely, and we had 15 at one stage. Good Lord! (laughs) No wonder you understand them. When cats got on our bed, we would need to get out of the bed and go into the spare room. So so for you now, with these two books coming out, and lovely to have the launch in Featherstone, of course, where you're living, um, what, what in 2023 will you be working on? I'm just wondering what I'm going to write next year. After I've written a book, I have this I will never write again feeling, and most writers do, that we feel empty. 
and it's a satisfying feeling, a sleepy feeling, but it's also a worrying feeling if you're a starter because you think, oh, I'll never write again. However, after a while, there is some energy starts moving inside and you'll start looking around for a subject. So that's where I am at the moment. Joy Kelly will launch her two new books, Blind Date and Greedy Cat's Christmas, on Saturday at the Waimaria Eatery and Bar in Featherston.